I'm gonna be you. Ladles and jelly spoons. That is the appropriate way to begin Truth, Love, and Peace, episode number 38. I am here with Harrison McGinnis, and uh, we are pushing all of the appropriate buttons to be live on Facebook in 321, and then there's the YouTube recording, so. That's cool. Hello, welcome to Truth, Love, and Peace. Um, if you, this is Harrison. Dude, thanks for doing this. Oh, this thank you, awesome. Compton, welcome. If the sun in your eyes gets to be too bad, let me know. I'm okay. Uh, we had, I, sh I walked out here and you showed me this incredible space with all these trees, and it's like, yeah, this is exactly where we're doing this. Yeah, I, well, I, <laughs> earlier I had the, I was trying to get the living room, you know, Trying to get everything squared away. Just, I didn't know where you were gonna go, and you know, I was. I'm just glad you picked this. <laughs> the pink chairs. You're like, we're totally sitting in the pink chairs and doing it right here. I didn't even ask. I just walked <laughs> here. I was like, this. We'll be right here. I had <laughs> options, and you're like, boom. I was like, this is what we're doing. Now let me move this camera around a little bit because nobody needs to stare at me as much. Let's look at your squinty eyes. That's what. <laughs> well, if I move one, uh, yeah, we can. To the we can be back. We can be back here. You can come come back this way a little I bit. Know, too. I can't see. Now I was trying to see when I was not blinded and I blinded myself. Oh, that looks that looks pretty Is good. It good. For those of you listening and not watching, we have the sun setting off to uh, to our left, and we're we're adjusting ourselves comfortably in front of this beautiful backdrop. You know, sand in the beach is awesome, but. Oh yeah, uh, but trees make you feel good, man. What is, I, I've you, heard, a wise man told me just an image of a tree. Wise man, just because I Jesus a moth. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm covered up the moth. <laughs> it's okay, the moth is back there. If, so okay. for those of you listening, there's a moth on can the I rail. Move him? You can move him, him just move him gently. Just move, just move him gently. <laughs> I can't touch him. I can't do it. You gotta do it. Will you do it? Oh, uh, where moth. do we want him? Oh, oh, we're in the shot, right? Oh. I had to move out of the sun. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> So Compton Jesus a moth. This moth came to me and Bailey. Oh, he is still alive. It's, it's still stuck, alive. man. It's, it's still alive. weird. <laughs> he came and I mean this moth came to us and oh, he's fine. You're good. You're good. Mm. He makes me sad. Well, that's he's okay. beauty. He, he is beauty incarnate. Yes. But he's old and I think he was in his death throes. And he comes and flies, and me and Bailey are out here talking, which we do, and he comes and flies, and he just kind of was fluttering, and then hit the ground, and we both were like, because he's huge and he's beautiful, I don't know if y'all can see this on camera, he's humongous. And we were speechless, and then he kind of crawled, twi you know, twerking over to Bailey's foot, and we kind of left him alone, and we figured he was in his death throes, you know? Uh -huh. And so that was, what, two nights ago, Bailey? Last night, okay. So that was last night, and he walked around and and so the today after work and after everything, I came and he had crawled on, up underneath a leaf. Yeah. And I just assumed, and maybe he was actually dead. Could have been. Because I saw him, I was like, oh my god, I'd already you know run errands and came home and and he he was there and I picked him up and I put him so Bailey could see him, because he was dead. Yeah. So then. Compton comes over, <laughs> and, he, and I don't know who pointed out the moth, but uh, he, he, Compton's like picks it up. He's like, "Oh, it's beauty," and he picks it up, and uh, he goes, "Harrison, this thing isn't dead. That's, it's, it's totally dead, Compton. I've already moved it twice." And he flips it over, and you can see it. What? <laughs> it was insane. And so now, 
there he is. And he, and then so Compton placed him on the to be in the shot, and Moth kind of just sat there and was like, "This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing." So he's our episode mascot. He, she, I don't, I don't know uh, true. that much about know. moths. Yeah. Uh, if anybody knows, they're welcome to to try him in. Green. Fuzzy. I want to pet right. him. He's like fuzzy. Turn this knob just to make sure. Robbie, what's up, Robbie Holder? Good to hear from you. Just to make sure the microphone's all the way up and we get good audio. It looks like it's like everything is working properly, so that's wonderful. And uh, we've got our moth mask. That's our sponsor. Our this sp- is our sponsor, sponsor part yeah. of the show. Our spiritual sponsor this <laughs> evening is uh, Mothly over there. We're glad to have them. Uh, for those who may not know you, uh, the quick backstory is we met through music and uh, running sound, playing music. The last time I ran sound for you, you were playing with Ryan and Lee on the mm-hmm. tent stage mm-hmm. in Slide Bayou. It was awesome. So for, oh, for people that don't know your phone number, tell them how they can interrupt <laughs> the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, That's who is it? Put them on speakerphone. Make them talk to It was Buzz and Cousin, the Colonel David Moody, my old bass player. Oh, hey, He's Buzz. My old He's probably player. one of our, our you know negative viewers. You know oh, bu- I know okay, watch well, an answer. Sound for the Colonel. That's probably why he's calling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I meant to put it on uh, a silencer, but yeah, how appropriate. <laughs> Buzz cool. is shit, man. It's we can do an right. entire podcast just about that, man. Yes, we could. Us we man. very well could. Hey, well, we got to get him on soon. You should. Oh. While you've got your phone, share this on Facebook so all those people can see. Okay. It. All right. And uh, and I will will go through some of the. So plugs. I just go to how do I do it? Just go to my personal page, okay. Compton J Smith. I was um, just on there earlier today watching you and Ryan's podcast. Oh yeah, me and Balthrop. <laughs> that was so much fun. I wish I ha- had him for longer. I was saying that. Uh, <laughs> That's what she said. I know. I know every time. Every time. <laughs> Nothing but disappointment. People ask me, they're like, "What are you? What's under the kilts?" Disappointment. <laughs> Broken dreams, man. Bro- nothing but broken no, dreams. No, he's awesome, man. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I've watched it multiple times. He's great. The, um, uh, Buzz and just left me a voicemail. Nice. Oh, this is what we should do. We should play the voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a f***ing character. Share it, and then and then we'll do that okay. so he can watch us. Okay, okay. And then call us back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> While you're doing that, oh, I see it. Okay. The plugs that we need to get in there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm new at this. Us. That's us cracking up. Oh man, that, which right. reminds me, if you haven't, go back and watch Ryan. Ryan opens up the thing and starts looping it. He figures out the delay time, and of course, right then and there, and he does this little live loop between what's going on on Facebook, and it was hilarious. Well. Wow. It was the perfect way to end, end the podcast. This is freaking awesome. Yeah, so. I'm so awesome. I'm so <laughs> it's okay. happy Did you find here. it? Did you yeah, get, yeah. get it done? And I silenced it and everything's good. Okay. okay. Excellent. <laughs> good. Well, it's oh, good anyway. to have it up. It's good to have it up that way, and we can go back and check comments if we, if we, uh, if we get bored. Oh, uh, okay. So the colonel can talk to us without leaving us a message, okay. which we can't play. Do you want to listen to the voice? Before we do that. <laughs> Explain, it's gonna be epic. explain to people why it's epic and give people a little bit of your background in music and how long you've been doing it and why we know people like the buzz that have been mm. playing music forever how long when did you pick up a guitar um, first let's take me to the beginning the beginning was my big brother and his um tape collection and his you know 
I was born in 78, so when I was, you know... We For were, the kids who don't know what tapes are. Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> 80s, man, we had, that's what we had. My brother had Led Zeppelin, and he was a big deadhead. And uh, when he was in high school, so I was, you know, four, uh, he's four years older than me. So I was getting all, uh, anywhere from the extremes of Led Zeppelin's hardest, awesome stuff, and then also James Taylor and... Uh, and Grateful Dead's The Working Man's Dead, by the time he had the driver's license, you know, he had, he was the DJ, you know, on the way to school. So, I mean, I knew Working Man's Dead, you know, when he was 16, I was 12. So, um, it started with him and uh, just in, in music. Because my mother and father aren't musicians or, <laughs> or even listen. I mean, my dad listened to country music he, and uh, my, mother, my mother listened to music, of course. But they weren't my musical influences. Mm -hmm. It was my big brother, yeah. and um, and uh, he uh, he's planted the seed. And then my dad's good friend Bobby Burke, um, who's passed away, um, his son had um, has Down syndrome, and um, and so it was his only son. And uh, he was good friends with my dad. So, but he was a collector of all these amazing things, from knives to guitars, to boats, to rod and reels. He was an outdoorsman, long beard, and like practiced yoga. I mean, the guy was a saint. And uh, But um, so he couldn't give these things like guitars and stuff to Judd, his son. Mm -hmm. So he, he had this collection he wanted to pass down. So my brother and I got um, things at Christmas that were just out of this world. Like, out of that collection? Know, to, yeah, out of his personal collection. Sweet. And I got an Epiphone Casino, Rosie. And um, uh, on my maybe 14th Christmas, and we were at the hunting camp, and uh, and he brought it. And it was before Christmas because it was it was you know in December was hunting season, and um, but it wasn't Christmas. But he was like, hey, I'm not going to see you Christmas. I've got a present for you, and yeah. it was and it's uh, he called it Fire Engine Red. It's a it's an antique. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a hollow body um, electric guitar, and um, Literally from then on, once I touched her, you know, I was just like, holy shit. Because she was acoustic and electric. Like, she was easy for, you know, sometimes when you give a, a child who wants to play guitar, you give them a, an acoustic guitar, and it's hard. I mean, it hurts, you know. Yeah. Those, you know, but this, this uh, Rosie was was an electric guitar, so she had a, a thin neck and had tiny strings on her, you know. And so it didn't hurt, And uh, but it also was hollow-bodied and had F-holes. And so it was like an acoustic, so I could sit in my room, you know. Still tell what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. If you, you, see, you know, if your first guitar is an electric, uh, solid body electric guitar, you know, you sit in your room and you can hear it, but it's clang, 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 clang. You know, if you have something that resonates, you know, it just it's more inspiring, mm -hmm. and, and if it doesn't hurt your fingers, so that was the the you know the seed, and then the the roots was the guitar, and um, I just you know I wasn't super popular you know so i had time you know when people were at parties i was writing songs about wanting to be at the party you know and um but, i mean that's basically where it started that's awesome man i uh, 14 playing music that's sweet so when you're not playing music do you um do you have some kind of crazy day job yeah, do you have to live in the real world, or do yes. you just get to do music? No, I have to. I have to. I, I moved to Nashville out of um, college. I went to University of Alabama and uh, went uh, one and one half semesters there and stayed there for eight, no, seven years. 
And after my seventh year, um, I moved to Nashville. You know, uh, my dad was like, look, son, if you're going to do this. I mean, he'd paid for tuition to the University of Alabama. He'd seen the double goose eggs. I came back. He brought me. He said, look, you know, you're up there. Come down to Mobile. Go to South. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be right here under my thumb. I lived with my dad and my mom. And, and um, I made a, you know, 3.8 at South. I took religion, <laughs> uh, classical guitar from a fantastic um, professor there. I can't remember his name. John Cocker won't know. But, um um, and uh, I took just what I, you know, at the, at the University of Alabama I was in a, you know, a fraternity, and you know, like I had to take English 101 and you know, math 101, and, you know, as I failed all of them. I slept through every class, it was awful, you know, but I came back home to Mobile and I was home with my mom and my dad and, and um, took religion, uh, um, not sociology, but uh, anthropology. Mm-hmm. Philosophy and guitar, and you know, I was like, and I made a three point eight. I was like, you know, this is great. And then I went back to Alabama, and it's just the music. The there's such a scene there in Tuscaloosa that mm-hmm. it's just it's vibrant. It's you know, it, it it it's hard to resist the music scene and the other scenes too. But um, so went back to Tuscaloosa, and then uh you know, graduated and uh, because my friends graduated, so I graduated. <laughs> but I had to make, you know, a decision. I thought about maybe going to Austin or, you know, I had to move. I had to do it. I had to, if I was going to do it, I had to do it right. Yeah. And my dad was like, you know, you, if you're a model, you go to New York. If you're an actor, you go to, you know, uh, L.A., you know, if you want to be a fucking songwriter, which he, you know, didn't disapprove of, it was just like, you know, Really. This yeah. is not going to pan out great for you. You know, this is not going to bring you all the money you need. But he was like, if you want to do it, you know, you got to go to Nashville. And I'll, you know, basically support you. Not, you know, but he was like, mm-hmm. do, you know, if you're going to do it, do it and you have my consent, you know. So yeah. I went to Nashville and um, and played a lot. Played, uh, uh, had a, my band, Big Brother Blues, we moved up there and we called ourselves The Ground. We changed names a bunch of times. We had... Bo Berman and uh, a Little Memphis, Brian Less on keyboards and Sippy Dietrich on drums and uh, went through a couple of bass players, Christian Gazard um, and uh, Billy and anyway, we... I don't know any of those people. Well, okay, <laughs> maybe some gotta, of these people do. They're tell awesome, me, tell fantastic me more about people. That. Well, they're, all of them are man, fantastic people and uh, and all doing, they're all, they're all doing, everyone I just met is doing wonderful things. Cool. You know, they're, they're, Awesome. Real musicians, and we were just lucky to be in Nashville. It was like our dream. We had gotten the band together in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. and uh, then then they all followed me. Basically, I mean, you know, we all made the decision to go to Nashville, and um, you know, we can do this, and uh, that's where I learned how to build houses. Because <laughs> oh, like, man. you go to Nash, you go from Tuscaloosa, which is like, I didn't pay for a drink, I didn't pay for anything you yeah. know I, we thought we were big shots. yeah you know we were into we were it was it was like the, it, we just we felt like rock stars and then we moved to nashville and it was like the guy pumping your gas is like you know oh yeah me and chet atkins you know, but, <laughs> you know like it's so you know oversaturated i wish i'd gone to austin you know where it's saturated but it's like you know not such a competitive business you know thing like nashville is nashville is a beautiful city and i loved it and it snows in the wintertime and it's got a river going through it. it's a wonderful town 
And of course, there's lots of connections. You could literally go and see George Strait in the grocery store, you know, or whatever. And uh, at this point, it wasn't just country. It was, you know, beginning to where, you know, real cats, you know, rock and roll dudes were moving to Nashville because it's just a hub, you know. But it was, it was, uh, it it was not lucrative. Mm. It was so Mm. super saturated. Like all the, you know, waitresses in, you know, L.A. are all, you know, want to be actors and actresses and, and, uh, I just could not make any money. You could play. They'd let you play it, you know, on Cumberland Street, you know, on 2nd Avenue. I played a bunch, you know. But they did not pay you anything because why would they pay you when they can have, you know, Steve Earle's, you know, little brother or whatever, you know. They're all there. So I learned how to... um, uh, The buddy of mine who graduated from Tuscaloosa before me, Brian Lewis, he his dad um, lived in Asheville, and that's where he was from. And... um, when I moved up there, I contacted him. I was like, look, dude, you know, this is this is hard. You know, I, I, what can I do? And he's like, come work for me and my dad. And we'll, um, it, what he would do was basically before flipping houses was cool and had TV mm-hmm. shows. It was, people have been flipping houses forever, but mm-hmm. he, um, Mr. Lewis and, and Brian would um, buy houses and flip them. And so by doing that, you learn how to do everything, mm-hmm. you know. You basically take a house that had, who knows what's wrong with it. You had to figure out what's wrong with it and fix it. And, and Mr. Lewis could do all of that, you know, just knew he was an engineer. He's a brilliant engineer. Anyway, so that's why I learned how to literally use a hammer and a nail, you know, and and, uh, and uh, a speed square and, and how to build a house. I, I never really got into the electricity part or the plumbing part, but anything would yeah, you know, carpentry. I, it, it was like, yeah, it was just like I could do. It. You'd start the day with we need to, you know, tear this deck down and build another one. And by the end of the day, you know, it was a you could see a creation that you did, and I just clung on to. I was like, God, this is, you know, it's almost as good as writing a song, but it, it pays really. You know, it does pay really well, but it pays. Right. As long as you can show up to work, they're starving for people who just can show up on time and do the work and, you know, but, it, um, so that's when I got into carpentry and I've loved it ever since. And it's kept me alive. It's kept my dream alive, kept my music alive because it's my day job, you know, music. I, I'm, I can't do like Lee and Ryan can, they, they do like 260 shows a year. I can't do it. You know, I cannot do that. Yeah. I have, uh, you know, uh, not that this is an excuse, but you know, I have got Collins and I've got my son and I've got, you know, I can't, I, w- I don't want to be doing 260 shows a year. I'd rather be at home with him at night and tuck him in, and, you know. And uh, so it's really the carpentry, Tom Beersers, who I work for now mm-hmm. over here on the Eastern Shore, and, and he's just amazing. And, and it's, uh, it's kept me alive and it's Thank kept. You me um, being able to do what I really want to do, which is write and perform music. But, you know, it, it, it's the only way that you can, you, I'm, I'm sure you know, there's not many people in this world that can only have one job, you know, unless you're, you know, the best in the world. <laughs> like, I, I just don't see how anybody can do it right now. It's a tough time. Isn't it our, crazy that we have to have time. so many jobs? Like, it's just tough, man, for everybody. This is what we're supposed to be doing, and yet, People farm out so much of their life to 
making money to, to save yeah, help. I'm not supposed I'm not a big to just fan of all that. clock in and clock out until the day I die. That's, That's not, so not what fun. we're here for, you know. But I, you know, but fun. but people but need houses. People need houses. People need things. And if you can provide a service, and you know, college was great for what <laughs> what I went through. But and you're not an learn office. a trade. You know, Ooh, exactly. learn a trade, and that's what right. got me. This, you know, I can still office. do my dream. I can still write songs and and perform yeah. live, but I, once you, you know, I, I I couldn't live it behind a desk. You know, I couldn't do it. It's and there's horrible. people that can, and there's people that can't, and there's nothing wrong with either one. But we need all of that. We need someone behind the desk. We need somebody, you know, stamping stamps. We need somebody running them, the drill machine. We need all of that. Thank you to all of y'all, because I can't sit that still. I can't. I'm sorry. Thank you. And I can't be a soldier, that. and I can't be other things that other people can be. But what I can be is a carpenter. And building I can be houses. A, building dreams, man. Heads. Dreams. Okay. You know, when people when it's been a rough day, I'm like, this is you a house. You can build a house, and you can fill it with music. That's yeah. that's two very, very, very awesome things. Mm. I never thought about that. I should build a house and fill it with music. <laughs> Why don't I just rent one and fill it with music? Then I can, uh, then I can go. save some time. Save a lot of time. Yeah, but that that time <clears throat> is the perfect segue into the other place where our paths cross, which mm-hmm. is the, the rest of the conversation, <laughs> which is when we get into the esoteric stuff. I, and, I don't know. He moved. Oh, he's. <laughs> He's like, I don't want the esoteric shit. I'm going over here. I'm, a- <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Mothley is done. Uh, so yeah, yeah we, we cross paths occasionally online with uh, with the crazy science articles. Usually, yes. Uh, and and now now that makes sense. When we're <laughs> building houses all day long and not thinking about playing music and playing guitar. Mm-hmm. You're thinking philosophy while you're missing your thumb. Yeah, I just I mean, I. I'm, I'm a reli- I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, and I'm a thinker, and I think a lot, you mm-hmm. know. And so, when I'm like you said, when you have downtime, I like to I like to watch uh, ancient aliens. I like to watch stuff like that. And and, and a lot of people, you know, my old, my uh, roommate Josh Carter would make fun of me, you know, because it is ninety percent of it's ludicrous, but it's just that fringe stuff that I like. I, I'm not afraid to believe in anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to believe. If you show me enough evidence, and that's what these shows are about, and they're like, and look at this evidence, and look at this, and this is tied to this, and you know, mm-hmm. if you show me enough evidence on anything, you know, I'm going to be like, okay, you know, <laughs> and you know, it might even rock my core beliefs that I was raised on, you know, mm-hmm. but that's okay, right? You know, be open and, and, uh, be willing to just kind of see from another perspective, and that's, I, I've just always been that way. And and uh, I'm mean, I'm a 9/11 truther. I believe in you know lots of things that people would say you're crazy, and you've mm-hmm. got a temple hat, and you're a conspiracy theorist, which is a terrible term. And you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. What I am is I'm just open to evidence. Yeah. Prove me wrong. That's Prove me I'm wrong at. about. God, prove me wrong about anything. Prove me wrong. I will debate you all night long about anything. I'll play the devil's advocate for something I even believe truly to my soul. Because that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That's how we, that's what life and, and people are about is making connections and, and figuring stuff out. And if you can't just sit in your own little cave and think you know the world. You have to go outside your cave. And sometimes you have to go outside your cave and then see somebody over there on the other side of the you know, the 
jungle and get their perspective, you know, because mm -hmm. you've been in, in cave the whole time. And, you know, you, I've, I've just been open to stuff like that. And, um, uh, well, there was the, uh, what I saw that was really reminded me of you was the um, consciousness thing. Uh, just consciousness in itself is... Yeah, I really <laughs> nobody knows. Like we've got billions of dollars of science and intellect pointed it's, at this thing, and nobody I know, can answer. I know it. what it is. Give it to us. It's dark matter and dark energy, which is seventy percent of everything you see and can't see, and that's consciousness. It's consciousness. So where's the mover? Where's the where's the motion in that? Consciousness is, is self-propelled. It's self-moving. It can move in between anything. So help me understand the physics of it. I mean, I'm willing to play along with the thought experiment. Mm -hmm. Take well, me there. Walk the, me through it. If you ask any physicist, what is dark matter? They don't know. What right. is dark yeah, energy? Is, they call it dark not because it's lack of light. You yeah, know, it's because it, we can't it's because measure we, it. We, we can't, can't measure it. it. And we can't, but it can pass through all of us yeah, without us knowing. It's, 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 if it has particles, like gravity might have a particle. Mm -hmm. If dark energy and dark matter have a uh, particle, these particles are invisible in every way possible. Mm -hmm. You cannot detect them mm -hmm. unless you have faith. And you don't have to have faith in Jesus or faith in Allah or faith in anybody. You just have to believe that this is a thing and it's out there. It's the only thing that separates this. Physics is locked in this, between the very small and the very big, it's locked in this thing that mm -hmm. they don't talk about. And the only way that I believe you can explain it is the one thing that neither one of them can explain is dark energy and dark matter. And they, and they, it'd be one thing if they're like, oh, there's this thing we can't explain and it makes up point zero 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 seven of our universe. Mm -hmm. They literally say it makes up 70% of our universe. Yeah. And it's possibly what controls everything and keeps, um, we don't know. We don't know. So that's whenever you come to a point where you don't know and all the science can't tell you the answer, well, how do you fill in the spaces? It's faith. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with, with most of that. Um, it's a belief that you can't explain. I'm not sure I would describe that as my definition of consciousness. Uh, well, it's not the definition but, of consciousness, but it's it's, it's you, part of it. You said we can't explain it, and we don't know what it is, and we can't detect it. And for you know, yeah, for we millennia, we've tried to. Where does it come from? Is it from the brain? We don't even know that. Is it pineal gland that's creating it, or is it a receptor? Right. Are we just the transmitter? Yeah, yeah, receiver? yeah. Uh -huh. I like that model. I like that model a lot. Um, and I, field theory comes to mind when we talk about dark matter. I see this. I see this evolution, philosophically, thought-wise, physics-wise. From we know a lot about point physics. We know a lot about these single points, and we're, we're yeah. learning how those single points are eluding what we thought those single points were. Mm -hmm. And the next step gets us to it's kind of grabby thing. The next step gets us to the field field theory. And I, you know, there are a lot of people that know way more about this stuff than I do. But it's, So instead of atoms and atoms getting yeah. smaller into atomic particles and then it goes on mm -hmm. to a point by point, is it like more like string theory like um a little like string theory, but I I see it more from the terms of what the Buddhists talked about with understanding energy on that level. Yes. 
because the Chakras. way that everything's yeah is that Buddhist? No, that's same. Yeah, yoga, uh, Hinduism, uh-huh. yeah, Hindu. Hindi. Uh-huh. Uh, those things have common origins, um, and this everything's connected. Physics is, in my mind, catching up to all this ancient wisdom, and so will the, it though? You know, I don't feel oh, yeah, like it's it not. I, I feel like it it's just tied, and you have to have scientific proof for physics to to go to any there. farther. You have to mathematically explain it, and there's a certain point where you can't math God, you know, and, and yeah. if they don't reach that point, <clears throat> then they're missing this huge part of our, you know, entire universe is not yeah. just math. It's not just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, plus and minuses. I mean, it's, it's life and it's consciousness. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think they can ever, unless they accept some type of, you know, when I say faith, I mean spiritual, I mean like unexplained Consciousness, Mm -hmm. you know, like unless you factor in consciousness into this math to try to explain the universe, you're not going to explain the whole universe Mm -hmm. because consciousness is obviously a huge part of it. The fact that we can even even conceive what how big the sun is, you know, that is that's that is not can't be explained mathematically, you know, and you have to cross that boundary and be like, okay, well, we'll accept a little bit of you know not Christianity or not any kind of religion, but We'll accept that maybe some of this is fucking magical. You yeah, know? I listen. I, for me, this goes back to oh, I was listening to a play. So I'm talking about Max Planck mm. and uh, the Planck distance. Yeah, and quantum physics and the yeah. dilemma of what was the somebody's <clears throat> demon, the La Paz's demon, mm. um, and uh, this came it came out of a Sam Harris podcast. Waking up, if if anyone's interested in finding it, and. Uh, you, you run into those same dilemmas that uh, we we don't know or we don't want to admit that there is this willingness within our own conscious to just exclude half of the field and half of the data, you know, the spinning of the electrons. We know that by measuring it, or we, we, the data says, press that button. That means that's just the YouTube recording. Okay. So there may be a lull in the YouTube, but I don't know, I've been keeping an eye on it. Not for long. Anyway. Um, I dismissed our entire... <laughs> no, they didn't. That's all right. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube and you just feel like you missed something, go listen right. to the podcast. Yeah. It was it crazy. <laughs> Back to Laplace's demon. Uh, and, see, I haven't uh, heard of Laplace's. I, I can't do it justice, so I'm, I'm not going to try okay. to explain it. But it's one of those thought experiments where imagine there is this controller force that, that has solutions and has answers, and how does that affect... You know, if you if you needed a fill-in to plug in some omniscient thing, then uh, that's then that's not even close. Laplace's demon. Somebody look it up. Fill okay. us in. Um, but it's part of the conversation about us just now beginning to to shed light on things that we're nowhere near understanding. Like we're just now seeing these phenomenon in a light that that we can begin to measure. You know, we're. There's so much. Mm-hmm. We just now found the possibility for the Higgs boson. Yeah, measurements down to the absolute. Yeah, and how measurements affect the rotation of things, and that uh, one of the. Oh, is it the, the observer? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, 
Where so they Schrodinger's shoot, cat. Well, yeah, and and then when they sh shoot light through, and they have the dividers, yeah, and then light can be a wave, yeah. or a part. It can act like a wave or a particle. Exactly. And it depends on what the observer does. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not Schrodinger, but it's um, uh, it's this fundamental uh, fundamental fundamental <laughs> test <laughs> in time. physics that uh, the slit experiment. It's an experiment. They launch a photon. What is it called? A slit, slit experiment. Uh, yeah. They launch a photon, and once you collapse the wave function, to use the, the terminology, uh, it goes. It only goes through one of the slits. You just see the particle only go through one of the That's slits. That's being a particle. Right, but it you it goes through both. Of, the wave goes through both of mm -hmm. them unless there's an observer to, as Schrodinger put it, collapse the wave function and find out whether oh, so or not it was the cat is dead or not. Uh, Schrodinger's cat was an experiment about... It, the same the thing. It's the observer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's crazy. And and whenever you hear that, whenever any physicist hears that, any, anybody who's logical thinking hears that and sees this test, they're like, this is BS. Right. There's obviously some type of anomaly going on that's this, this is not true. A time and time and time and time. Some people, uh, time and time again, people have re reproduced this experiment, mm -hmm. and it works, and it doesn't make any sense, zero sense. Yeah. To the the astrophysicists can't explain it, who study photons every day. The you know, the tiny, it, it doesn't matter. No one can explain it, and and, I, and that's what I'm saying. You have to admit that some things can't be explained. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't think we'll ever come to a conclusion unless we admit that some things can't be written out in numbers. Yeah. You know? Not yet, anyway. I think we cross those horizons, though. I think we'll you cross think that horizon when we, never we will? accept consciousness as a part of the equation. Sure, sure. I think that's coming, though. Do you, do you feel like so. we're, well, I feel like as a culture, uh, America's struggling pretty hard. But yeah. from a phenomenon standpoint, it seems like all... All signs point to better than it was yesterday. It's tricky in a lot of We're places. We're legalizing weed. Yeah, and that's going to, in, in lots my of opinion, states and that's going to undermine alcohol. And when psilocybin comes along on the back end and people start realizing... Psilocybin, man, I'm like, sorry. You, you do your research, man. Mushrooms have really... It's amazing. Dude. And have I mean, probably been helping humans for a long, long from, time. You see old, like, stained glass windows of Christ, and in the corner will be a little mushroom. <laughs> now, right? <laughs> like, not just a random mushroom, but an actual mushroom that if you eat it, it'll, there's a billions the, of fungi out there. The psychedelic kind. Yeah. Right? It'll right. be of in the stained glass. All the mushrooms you could have put. Why and, is it the red and, and white one? And it's the God, you know? you know, it's the God complex. Is it, or not complex, but the God, you know... Um, Touched by God, you know. If mm -hmm. you've ever taken, Experience, yeah. if you've ever taken any hallucinogens, you know what I'm talking about. It's just something you can't explain, and it's it's only explainable through if you look back in history and see how they explained it, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like, oh, so that's what that was, you know. That's yeah. who I was talking to. It was Jesus, you know. It's like, you know, Moses you in know, a burning bush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how much clearer do we need to be? Come on, man. <laughs> like, not just. It's it's um. It, it's a good thing that um, no one's ever, 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 ever in the history of humanity ever overdosed on weed ever. Period. An overdose on, on Same THC. On well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I well, think it could go crazy if you just. You uh, could, but you can't ingest enough to physically kill you. You'll just throw it up. Uh -huh. And like if you smoke too much weed or eat too much weed, you throw it up or you pass out. You know, yeah. an overdose in marijuana is, is you pass out. Mm -hmm. But it is so much safer and it's so much 
it's the, the, the reason that it's illegal is so insane. It's so ludicrous. All of the reasons it's illegal are insane and ludicrous. That's right. There's, and, there's you know, plenty of dumb ones. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, um, you know, the, the legalization of marijuana is going to save the world, but I'm saying... I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying it'll say just, it'll just, people, people have shunned this thing that's just a plant and, it, and you know, it could be growing right there mm -hmm. if it weren't entirely illegal, ruin your life, send you to prison for, you know. And it used to grow right there. Yeah, George Washington, place. I mean, yeah. Jefferson, you know. The, the I think the Constitution was printed on hemp. It is. Can get me? I mean, it was just it was it was uh, it was it's a, what the back forty was. Everybody grew hemp on the back forty because it's brilliant. It's it's got oils in it. It's got uh, you can turn it into paper a mm -hmm. billion times easier than you can use pine trees or anything else. It's just a great crop, and it's been demonized. If you don't believe us, uh, you can refer to your local Bible. And uh, every time they say anointing oil, feel free to do the research and see how what they really mean is cannabis oil. For and real? And that's exactly what they mean. Do they make references to mushrooms in there? Uh, oh, no, you know yeah. what they do? Is, uh, what was it? Um, manna. The manna from heaven? Yeah, there are Because a of it, it comes of out of the dew, mm -hmm. of the, and if you, if you don't pick it, 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 it Fungi. manna, look up manna and mushrooms, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because every time there's rain and then the fun guy comes up. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. And, and you know, there's religions, all types cool. of fucking religions, man. All people, religions that believe in blue gods with, you know, elephant heads and, you know, cool. I want you to do whatever you do, believe in whatever you believe in, you know. Find that connection to that 75% of this universe because mm -hmm. that's, you know, God is not a little thing. God is everywhere and he's in everything. He passes through everything. Find it whatever it may if you have to go to church and you have to, you know, pray and sing hymnals, it's singing, you know, praise to I God. That's yeah. amazing. And and we should praise him, whoever he is. Mm -hmm. And that's all religion is basically is rules and then praising and saying thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you want to do that, do that. Yeah, let's just take out the middlemen and this non-taxes and all that it's, good stuff. It's in us. Yeah. It's in you. It's in me. We don't need any hierarchy of people in funny hats to tell us what to do and what not to do. Who to love. Oh, God. The symbology of it is ridiculous. And things like that are just who, really... Who can I love? I can't love this man over here. I'm a man. I can't love this man. I love this man. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this man. We will be wonderful people and we'll help the community and we love each other. We yeah. sleep together. I love this man. You just can't have a moral or ethical, there is no moral or ethical high road from any religious standpoint. Because once you, once you toss the label Unless out there that love I am or that... you are, yeah, once you create an other, you have destroyed what it is to be religious. Yeah, I don't believe in evil. I've never met an evil person in my life. And I know that bad things happen in this world and people actually do bad things in this world. Yeah. People get murdered all the time. People are getting murdered right now. Mm -hmm. Gun violence mm -hmm. is... I don't see that as evil. I see that as someone who's, you know, missing something. It, like, evil is not like a thing, in my opinion. Evil is the lack of love. You know, it's the, it, it's the lack of understanding. It's the lack of, there's bad and there's good, but bad is just the lack of good, you know? Yeah. And these people, I, I, I don't know. I've never met anybody evil in my life, and I've met a lot of people. Really? But I've met some s sick people who need help, 
Maybe they need God. Maybe they need medicine. Maybe they need some mushrooms and some weed. I don't know. But I don't see them as evil. These aren't evil people. They're people just like me and you, man. Mm -hmm. They are people. They're human beings. They had mothers. They had fathers. They grew up. They were children. They had toys. Evil, I don't just... I just don't believe it. I believe in in love and 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 laughter and then the opposite. And I mean not the opposite but the lack thereof. Yeah. You know, n not opposites, but the lack of love and the lack of um it, and and that's what gives you people like, you know, go out and shoot people or, you know, mass, you know. These people are you know, crazy or they're evil, but you know, they're just people, man, and they're fucked up. Yeah, they're mentally ill. More often than not, they are mentally ill. And you know what plays into that a lot of times is religion and dogma. Yeah. And they just fall into this, you know, white power or whatever, you know, whatever it is, they fall into this schism that sucks them down. Yeah. And it's not some group that comes along and scoops them up. And, and they see that this troubled child, and they see this person who's getting picked on at school, and they scoop them up. And maybe the group, maybe that is evil, is the group of people who are lacking love. Maybe that is evil, but I mean... One of my favorite quotes, man. Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's, it's so good. And he got it from somewhere else, but it's... From uh, Elvis, probably. Yeah, a person is intelligent and and wise <laughs> and patient people are dumb yep. panicky animals yep, yep, yep. so and maybe that's evil the, yeah. the, a group. group of people lacking love and understanding yeah. Can get if those if you could pull 30 percent of that huge group and just pull them off to the side and give them love and give them understanding mm -hmm. and listen to them and you know those 30 people would not be evil you know you could you know i i just believe in that i don't even if they were I guarantee you this huge group of, you know, alt-right or whatever, whoever you want to make the demon these days, you know. Yeah. I guarantee you if you just talk to these people, whoever your biggest enemy is, if you can sit down in a chair like this and talk to them just for a minute, man. Nobody's going to pull out a knife. Nobody's going to shoot you. Right. <laughs> people from opposite sides, if you just sit down and talk, we're just fucking people, man. Yeah. All of us, we're just people and we're just we are connected to God and we are connected to everything and I'm connected to you and you are connected to you know Trump and we're all connected and it's cool man mm -hmm. it's cool I thought I got rid Smoke of that cancer enjoy. but you know what came, I said I thought I got rid of that cancer but it came back yeah yeah you, know, you are Trump. oranger than ever You're <laughs> yeah uh, well, but can we, uh, it's one of my favorite phrases if you want to know anything you've got to know everything because it is all connected you were going to ask me a question. Uh, can we take a break? No. Because I've got to use the restroom. Oh, well, in that case, you can go use the restroom. And I'll oh, Bailey? Can Bailey out. come and uh, talk to you for a minute? If you want to come over here and talk about <laughs> yoga, because I want to pick your brain Oh, about she's yoga. a badass yogist. You want, you want to swap, you want to swap chairs? While Bailey's deciding if she wants to come out here. Uh, truthloveandpeace.com. Check it out. Stingerscomedy.com. We're doing shows uh, coming up. And uh, stingerscomedy.com. And this is Bailey. Hi, Bailey. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Appreciate it. So, catch us up. Tell us you're in there grading papers and doing stuff for oh a competition gosh. that you were telling yes, me about I earlier. Am. And you also do some yoga stuff. So, I do. Ready to go. Uh, I, well, I have to do the yoga to stay sane with working with nine and 10 year olds all day. Mm -hmm. So, um, but what I'm doing is sorting out our score sheets from the tryouts for the past two days. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. and they're all uh, that ranges fourth, fifth, sixth grade. 
and I just had to step out front for a minute to call one of the other um, judges from the talent show and say, all right, I need some advice real quick on just a few. I'm narrowing it down. But I told you earlier we had a child tryout that was a ventriloquist. Yeah. It was fantastic. A kid with a DJ mixer, uh, several dancers, and oh my gosh, this one singer that she has sang in every talent show since she's been there. She's about to leave. And I tear up and get goosebumps every single time she sings. It's She's remarkable. You're going to hear, I'll tell you her name, not here, but you'll hear her name one day. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So... That aside, I mm-hmm. want to hear you talk about uh, about yoga and mm-hmm. how you got into that because it's something that I'm revisiting in my life. So it's very fortuitous that this has come about. So you know, isn't it funny that we find the most peaceful things when we're the most stressed? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes you dropping to your knees and crying for help, just even if you don't want anyone to hear you actually crying for help. It was my way of releasing. I lost a lot of family members right around the same time. And had found out my dad had cancer while I was living in Birmingham. And that was when I really started going to class just regularly because it was the best way to breathe and release it and try to go on about my day without constantly worrying about what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next. And yoga was the place of now and breathing it and accepting it and feeling it and then releasing it and pushing it out. And it was also a place of, I got really close to a friend of mine, I thought we were close in college, man, after the fact, when we were going, walking to class together every day in Southside and Five Points, we just reached a whole nother connection of, you really do lean on your friends, don't put yourself in a hole. Because I felt like I was putting myself in a hole. And then I ended up moving down here and I found a class to regularly go to, but then started skipping out because it's easier to put yourself in that hole and not talk to people about it. Even if I didn't talk, doing the yoga made it feel feel like I did. And it's really, I mean, I have a tattoo on my wrist that says now, just now, and breathe. And that's, yoga saved me in that matter. And that, and I don't go to a class regularly anymore because of my job. It's hard to make a class in the afternoon after work, but I do it right here. Nice. <laughs> I did recently facing out in that direction and actually got Collins it. right here at the door with me and he was showing me how far he could get down and touch his nose <laughs> to the floor. He doesn't get him to do anything like that with me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So how long have you, how, what's the time frame on that? How long have you been practicing and how often do you since do you 2010. Do you have a recommendation? That's where I'm going with that. If you were to recommend yoga to somebody, how, how, how would you package that? If you really wanted to try it on your own, YouTube is a gift, and I also hate it all at the same time. <laughs> YouTube rocks. Um, yeah, you, YouTube, and you can find different levels because um, YouTube, I, liked, right? I yes. liked doing a lot of Ashtanga yoga, which mm-hmm. was, that was a little more movement with that one. Mm-hmm. And um, the... Actually, the instructor that I went to in Birmingham would always play like Michael Franti type music when we were doing Ashtanga yoga. Um, Bikram's more if you're intense about it. Uh, I was doing it regularly from 2010 to 12, slipped out of it after dad died, but then got back in, slipped out of it again, new pattern here when my stepdad died. And I'm very happy right now, and so I don't necessarily have to go to a class. It makes it easier when you're happy. I do it here, Mm -hmm. and I do it, and... I've been to enough to where I have a certain flow that I like to do. But this summer, I've just told Harrison, I'm going to make sure to get, because you need um, 
you need someone to actually check in with every now and then that'll help you make sure you're staying on task. I can get that. Yeah. 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 Um, accountability. Yeah. And so I'm going to join a studio. Uh, it's in Daphne. It's called NUMA. And I'm going to go make sure that I'm making at least three classes a week and then doing anything else in between on my own. But if you ever just want to try a class, NUMA's a great studio. And the studio I used to go to in Fairhope's not open anymore. That one was called Yoga Birds. Hmm. That was a good one. I think it was Melanie Buffett that ran that one. And then she worked on more things in New Orleans after that. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, Harrison, if you want to pull up a chair and join us for this one, this oh, next question is going to be fascinating for, for both of you. <laughs> because this leads we to... Chairs. we got lots of chairs. This leads to where we Harrison, left off. Hello, Joshua. <laughs> I didn't get to read that whole comment, but thank you for trying. Joshua, we'll come back to it. Joshua Liberty. Oh, Josh Carter's my old roommate. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, Shredder. No, don't tell everybody that. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, uh, you touched on something that we had mentioned earlier that um, that we can go both directions with, big and small, and that is consciousness. So when you talk about what it is to gain control of your consciousness through a yoga class, mm -hmm. we talked about where consciousness can lie through Schrodinger and, and all of these mm -hmm. observational phenomena, mm -hmm. that raises some questions on how how do we best utilize our consciousness and where should it go, and how small an order do we need to look to to, to say what is or isn't consciousness, like Moffley back there. Moffley. Mm -hmm. And and how does Moffley's consciousness play? I believe. I believe. So so how how much of how much of the the physical experience of, of owning and controlling and developing and focusing consciousness can we relate over into the conversation that we were having that's a little more faith-based when we're looking at data versus an experience mm -hmm. so i'm not the church going kind of person me either i'll throw either. i'll throw mine out there just so we're clear my definition of god <laughs> is just yeah. things we don't know yet that's my Thank line. You. Definition yes. of what? My definition of God is just God. And consciousness? That... You put them both no. in the same thing? No, consciousness is. Um, well, you just asked us about consciousness thing. and then you said my definition. No, because we're getting into some religious stuff and we touched on it and I didn't want anyone to feel like I wasn't coming clean in the conversation. My thing is so that's well, where I Energy cannot be created or destroyed and I think that go. we're all that's connected science. through energy. She's but then that goes back to it's science, but then that also goes to okay, some people may refer to their religion as a type of energy you know but i just yes i'm and then we all just have different names for it so when uh fletcher was in the hospital we had our family friends the ones that mom and i just actually went to visit van and hilda yeah came to visit them they go to church regularly mm -hmm. Which, and I and i went to church on. with them on sunday yeah. but i mean it is hilda made a point to ask me when we were going down the elevator you know tell me if where is fletcher you know please tell me he believes and she just wanted to make sure that Fletcher was going where she thought that he would be. Oh, really? And I said, he is, but I said, I don't know. We've all been very open-minded my whole life. There's not a certain, I don't like someone to tell me that I'm a sinner or telling me what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. or, it's, it's my choice here. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, everyone, Bailey, just has different words for it. So what you may call, or how did she put it? She was pretty much saying, you may say that this is your conscience that you're talking about, that feeling of when you've done wrong or right. I call that Jesus. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. was just a different term. And I think yeah. that, that was the first time that I had ever really thought of it that way to where I went to a sermon. I didn't just hear Jesus, this or God, that. Mm -hmm. No, it broadened it. They're different. Everybody has a different term for mm -hmm. it. Right. 
And I liked that because it was actually about that. She said that gut feeling. When I you know like that. Right that gut wrong, feeling. You when know? you know it's right or wrong, that's your conscience talking to you. Mm -hmm. And I call that conscience Jesus. Yeah. And I think we all have conscious, mm -hmm. you know, we all have that, um, that gut feeling, that, you know, right or wrong thing in your head, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, yeah. you know, and that's a lot of it's from who you were, conscious. yeah, who you were, uh, how you were raised, you know, you, but you have to put a person to that. You have to yeah. put a, a, a face to that voice in your head that says, no, don't do that. Or this feels wrong. Or I don't like this. Or, mm -hmm. you know, this is, you know, I don't, I like this part, even the opposite of, you know, I, I really like this person and I want to help this person yeah. you know and what should I do and you go in your head what should I do to this for this homeless man or whatever you know and your conscience conscience will you know be your guide and but who is that you know it you have to put a name to it and I think we all have you know if you have consciousness I think you have a conscience exactly you know and you you have to put a name to it, and oh, you don't have to, but a lot of people have for millennia, and that's mm -hmm. where it comes from. Is hmm. so a conscience and consciousness. Mm -hmm. I haven't put those two. I haven't either until Bailey just said it. <laughs> so yeah. Let's see, what would that be? The constituents of your conscience, for me, would come out of. I wrote a, a theory about motives, fear, power, and novelty. Yep. And for me, when motives in 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 this sense, uh, your conscience what we're talking about comes out of an emotive state, what we call emotions, but emotions come from a deeper place that are called feelings, esoterically. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and what that really refers to is our biochemistry and yep. our anatomy and physiology. Up What's here. really going on? Mm -hmm. So we have also discovered recently through science that the gut has a lot of neural tissue in it, neurological tissue, and yeah. that gut flora it's really and your gut feeling guys really smart. Yeah. And so we're starting to see that science is coming closer and closer to this. So consciousness for me, where a conscience for me comes down to this fear like it's rooted in this primal fear that we all have that gets us to the survival instinct of fight or flight right. that gets us to do unto others and so this gets to be where religion religion explaining things beyond that point becomes mm -hmm. valuable because you need a little more depth in, in understanding mm -hmm. something but that consciousness comes out of a very physical you can experience this this consent of, of survival and this consent mm. of fear mm. into a consciousness Amen. that is kind of, I don't know, uh, the, the bridge between that gut and the, and the projection forward, you know. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm curious to, to know how that plays into what you think about, about the consciousness conversation that we were talking about earlier in that it's harder to put a finger on where that is. Now we've got two potential sources because we talked about the brain being a receiver yeah. and now we're talking about gut feelings yeah. and this, this place of consciousness. The one we have, the piece we haven't gotten to yet is the heart and how the heart plays into that. Yeah. So when you talk, well, I guess you'd mentioned it earlier when you talk about love. And it's the chakras, you know. But it's, it's love, but then also where do you feel stress? In your heart, you feel both the love mm -hmm. and stress, but it's the it's the fine line. It's that but yin it's and all, yang. I and think everything. it's like uh, the chakras. It's not just here. It's not just here. The chakras. It's all there's, there's seven there's, of them. There's seven of them. They go up and down mm -hmm. your body, and they some of them are here, and some of them are here, and some of them are here. You know, and the yoga teacher not talking about the chakras. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, she's I, gotten to you. Yeah. <laughs> really happy when I see purple when I close my eyes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a pineal gland. I don't think it's. You know, I think. I don't think consciousness can be described either mathematically or biologically. So how small does consciousness get? Uh, like is Moffley conscious? Plonk. Plonk distance. 
So, our Which is, obs- hang on, let's pull Have you it. ever heard uh, Nassim? Nassim Harim? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always say Harim, but that's not how you pronounce his name. <laughs> I've never pronounced, I just said Nassim, I didn't pronounce the second part. But yeah, he believes that it's like, Fractal mass. Well, yeah, it's, there is no small. You can, I mean, the Planck distance is an actual mathematical thing you can actually it's break down. As small as it gets. It's yeah. as small as it. Well, yeah. as small as we can mathematically. So or, far. Not even. Yeah. Well, we've we've gone smaller than the Planck distance, but it's the distance between you know this and this on the absolute atomic scale. There's energy there, man. There's not. It's not just a little dot. An electron is not a dot going around protons, and uh, you know, it's yeah. not. This is not. You can't point pinpoint where that electron is. When they do the little diagrams in in high school of the you know plot, the uh, protons and the, the um, neutrons, and, neutrons and then the electrons spinning around, it's not like that. It's a cloud. We can never point where that electron is going to be. It's 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 impossible to put your finger on it. So it's, it's a all positive and a negative to keep it stable too. Well, I believe in that. Mm-hmm. That's the you know the yin yang uh, yin yang thing where yeah. I believe in that. This balance. I mm-hmm. believe in balance, in you know nature. But I, I, the Planck distance is all it's all vibrations. We're all just that, that's string theory. But mm-hmm. you know, and I believe in that. It's, it's it's just energy. We're all energy. All of us. Even rocks and anything has a vibrate. Everything has a Vibration. So do, you has, think uh, our, so do you think our atoms have memories then? That's, the, the conscious consciousness of the atom is, is I, I believe it, I do. I believe that dark matter is in between the electron and the protons. I believe there's all that space in between. The, the space between the nucleus of an atom and the electron is like from here to the sun. I mean, it's a humongous amount of space between the center of an atom and this electron going around. Okay, pause for just a second. Mm-hmm. I've got two words for you. <laughs> you okay, two, you. two words af- after the pause. Uh, electromagnetism. Yes. Primer fields. I don't know what a primer field is, but I know field. what electro. Okay, so primer fields. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> primer fields are the electro. The, this, this guy came up with this theory, this postulation, that um, hypothesis. They're in the process of testing it. He built these magnets, and uh, and they're shaped like bowls. And they think that he believes that this is a very rudimentary primer field because it explains the the dynamic motions. It, it fills in all the gaps of the holes of, of gravity and all that stuff, and it accounts for the uh, the anomalies in the strong and the weak force. Okay, fills in a lot of gaps in a lot for of the standard model of physics, and it does it entirely through. Uh, the, through electromagnetics. Now, there's some concern about whether or not it supports the electric universe theory, but mm, that's a whole other thing. Um, either way, that brings us back to the consciousness between the heart and the gut and Moffley, mm-hmm. in that uh, these, even though we can't measure the dark matter, what we're beginning to measure through this electromagnetism is the movement of energy through that. Like we're starting to, to, to be able to detect things in the field. Um, like we were talking about being a transmitter and a receiver. We can see people. The first experiment I ever saw about it was they took a magnet, used a transcranial magnet, and stuck it on somebody's head, and that person said, I feel like there's another presence yes, in the room. Yes. So we went from that mm-hmm. all the way up to we can use or we can see how the electromagnetism in my head affects the electromagnetisms in your heads. Mm-hmm. 
And so mm. we can also scientifically, we can take, we can put a brain scan on somebody and we can measure their brain waves and we can put a picture of what they're thinking about on a computer screen. Nuh uh. Yes, we can. It's cool shit. Really cool shit. They showcased it in an episode of House. Well, and I went looking the, for it and I was like, how'd they do that? And they're like, they break your brain that. apart and be like, this is, this is where this, these thoughts would be. Yeah. And that's where this, this your fight or flight response, where is that yeah. in your brain? Because they're able to pinpoint that to you. And they're this close to mapping all the neurons in the brain. Like some of the, the brain scans that are coming out are really amazing. And so that, again, brings us back to where the consciousness lies. Is it something going on up here? Or is it the way that up here interacts with everything out there? And, and in here. Yeah. And in well, here. Well, if you're going and back to religion, then God that. is in here. And so yeah. how are you reacting to all of that? God is not out there. He's right. here. He's, he's on some big spooky yeah. dude with a beard up in the clouds. I mean, mm-hmm. he's within all of us. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he, that's... Maybe that's the consciousness and then you're... Jesus is the conscience. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, by the way. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think Jesus is the survival instinct in that we are, what makes us special is we can abstract, which means gets us a leg up empathetically. Mm-hmm. And so we can think at way out on ways to be, uh, to be empathetic towards things. But that goes back to just do unto others. You know, everybody realizes and then empaths, hold on, yeah, let's yeah, go back yeah. to energy. Empaths, like, really claim that they can feel someone's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's been proven, though, that you can feel someone's energy when you're around yeah. them. But, I mean, to the point to where the emotions are completely involved with an empath, which is just, I have felt that before. <laughs> just to where I've, I was so close to someone, and I was like, God, did you just, like, are you touching me? Did you just pass your feeling over to me? It's kind of like Spock on me. Like, oh, yeah. what's... I felt it before. Like, now I need a shower. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to think about that, but thanks. I didn't need to feel that. Well, we rub off on each other that mm-hmm. way, and it's one of the, the reasons the disconnect in society, I think, is, is such a problem, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons that I love music so much. It's how, how all of this comes back together is uh-huh. because conversations and the music, those are the shared vibrations that, uh, that, that bring people together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's sharing in that feedback loop Whatever that loop of communicating and receiving is, mm-hmm. however it goes down, that's the important part. Yeah, and music. It is a shared, like you said, it's, uh, I think of um, the true, most amazing part of music is when I think of uh, Freddie Mercury on stage in the brilliant video when he's in a, there's a humongous, I mean, they're in front of probably, I don't know, 20, a coliseum yeah, somewhere. And it's packed. Yeah. And he's doing this. If not everybody. Everyone. You can get 20,000 people to do this. It's way more than that. The video you're talking about, they're like 70,000. Oh, and they can sing. Al- yeah, mm-hmm. and they're singing along. I mean, if you can get that many people there, music is not just rhythm and beats. It is a communication between souls where you can get 70,000 fucking people to go do this at the same mm-hmm. time. You know, there's a few... Fuck us, or you on the on the of course, on the two and the four, trying. yeah. But they're trying. But I mean, really, it's a connection. You know, music is vibrations, and it's and it's a mm-hmm. it's a beat, and it's an energy that goes. Music is our universal language, mm-hmm. you know, and it's I can connect to you even if you don't even speak English. I can sing you a love song that Just I wrote like for my. Just making sure that they put um, the gold record on the satellite when they sent it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Send it out to the cosmos. Mm-hmm. That was our. Uh, uh, what was it? Voyager one. Yeah. What it was called? Gold record. What was the yeah. documentary that was watched? Yeah. Cosmos. Voyager. Yeah. No, not cosmos. But well, it was... cos- the original cosmos was um uh what's his name um, 
Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our David Attenborough's physics twin. Yeah. Is where he, Absolutely. You know, where he yeah, was yeah. physics with. <laughs> he really was, man. And yeah, he, he made sure up. that there was sounds of <laughs> nature on this level, and there was, uh, and they got yeah. the kids saying hi yeah. and <laughs> all different <laughs> languages, and yeah. yes, that was killer, man. Mm-hmm. And, but they had blues music on there. They had uh, "Go Johnny Go" or, or something from. Uh, I think so. Yeah, something. Johnny Big, uh, yeah. You have to. You, you cannot send out a, rec- a a message to aliens without including music. Yeah. You no, can't do it. You can't. That's no fun. It wouldn't. Ex- it wouldn't explain who we are. You know, they'd be missing a huge chunk of what our humanity is. They were like, oh, you know, these guys have, you know, this DNA and whatever. But once you send a record and they can listen to Johnny Be Good, aliens, you know, if they ever, you know, I don't know, even understand how the aliens would put the needle on the. <laughs> but if they figured out the headphones, they'd be like, ah, oh, man, these guys are cool, you know, would be like, okay, so they're organisms that, you know, reproduce and they, you know, it'd be like, wow, these people are sentient beings. If it's, if an extraterrestrial, the thought experiment in my head, if some, some extraterrestrial just stumbles across it, they're going to be able to scan it from millions of miles away and go, hey, look, they put a record on that thing. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> and they'll download that shit on the intergalactic yeah. version of iTunes. Yeah. Because that's how smart they'll be. There's well, a, would they be, would they be threatening? Would they be like, oh, here they come. This, this, this organism is about to destroy their own planet through mm. war and, you know, disease and whatever. Should we reach out to them or should we? That's one of the, you know, there might be life out there that's like, y'all. You know, yeah. I don't want to. It's silence out there because we're assholes, right? And they don't yeah. want to talk to us. Yeah. You know, it's like, where are you? Extraterrestrials are like, no, 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 don't talk to them. They suck, man. We're an ant colony. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're a we're a virus that's taken over this you living just globe. Men in Black earlier in the moment uh-huh. that she yeah. did. The first thing I thought of were the marbles of the galaxies with the aliens just dropping them into the marble bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiverse. Mm, I like the multiverse idea, the the mini worlds theory. God, it's, it's out of my, that's over my head. That's something I can't. You know, I can really, I can almost imagine how small we are compared to the huganic, gigantic sun, mm-hmm. which is almost unfathomable. But multiple universes is just like it's almost like a mathematical theory. That Not just multiple galaxies. We're talking universes. Universes. You know, that's just a man. <laughs> well, what about the? Have you seen the deep field? The Hubble Deep Field. Yeah, yeah. There's so, uh, all those little dots. They're galaxies. <laughs> and also, when they put it into, <laughs> I show it to my kid when I used to teach space. It's not in our curriculum anymore, but oh. we would check um, during. It's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> during uh, our our space unit, I would always pull up the Hubble telescope's camera, space and you could check it, and it would put it in however many miles per hour. I don't think that it's even able to calculate how many miles per hour it would be in space, but it's just like they're all just like zooming past you. And it's all just the images of the Hubble Space Telescope from when it's past these certain areas of our universe. Uh, It's unbelievable. Yeah, I bet that's an Mm -hmm. awesome montage. I'll have to go find that montage. But I love looking at the the deep field because every time you look at it, you think, we know so little about the solar system. Each one of those galaxies to be atoms, you know, that's kind of basically what the... You know, it, when they're throwing them all, like each one of those little tiny things is just 
a center, which is the black hole. There's a universe and inside. Things spinning the around it. Inside of all of us, when you take it all back no, yeah. down. To Each atom is just a, yep. a black hole with things spinning around it, and in the turtle, 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 toroidal, toroidal. Thank you. <laughs> so it's you know things go down the drain, they come out the other end, and they come out the the other way. Have you seen the uh, Facebook thing I shared? It was like a, you're sitting on the equator. And they have oh, two yes. buckets of water on either side of the equator, and one of them, the flower goes one way, the other one goes the other way. And they just drop like a flower, the petals yeah. of the flower on, and then watch it. I mean, that's, that's real shit, dude. And then when they have it on the line, it just that's sits physics. perfectly in the middle. That is, that is yeah. fun physics. Uh, toroidal. 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 I can't see the name. Oh, yeah, just look up, man. It's waxing right now. This is our little spot, man. This we is an so awesome happy. spot. We're so happy. This is an Very awesome happy. spot. I wish I brought a light so people could see us better, but <laughs> that doesn't matter. Well, uh, no, they, you know. That's totally okay. We're all in the... Um, Look, and we got battery life left. We could, we've been at this for an hour, and we could, <laughs> we could keep on going, because we've barely scratched the surface. <laughs> yes. And I've had a pee break, so, I mean, let's go. <laughs> we go all night long. All night long. Um, I had a thought that I was was going to go somewhere, but I can't remember what it was. So, uh, appropriate side breaks. If people want to come find your music. Oh, yes. Give, I meant to mention this the, way the before details. the Get the plugs in. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break from the heady science <laughs> shit. Let you take the okay, director's chair. The pink chair? Yeah. Uh, Bye, Bailey. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank Bailey Hartwell. Soon yeah. to be Bailey Hartwell. Make it. Uh, yes. So... While the camera slowly goes through this light fade change thing as okay. the sun sets. Um, um, tomorrow. Deal with it. Listen to it instead of looking at it if it bothers you. Yeah. Thank you. Love we it. are on uh, iTunes. We'll be on iTunes. We are on iTunes. You could be yeah. listening to this right now on iTunes. <laughs> I don't ever talk about the future. I'm so bad at that. <laughs> so bad at that. Where it do we go to find... The future is Where now. do we go to find you uh, okay, well, tickling the, the steel? I do everything through Facebook, man. I really do everything through Facebook. Anytime, anytime I got a gig or whatever, any type of updates, uh, just do Facebook. Facebook has, you know, Facebook pages. Mm. So I have Harrison McEnitz music as a Facebook uh, page or whatever. Okay. That sucks, man. You never get the messages. I hate Facebook mess uh, uh, pages. It's terrible. So just hook me up. My phone number's on Facebook, man. Everything, my whole person, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> it's all right there on Facebook. And, uh, but it, I can contact anybody I want to. And, uh, but tomorrow, I want to plug this. Okay. The Mulligan Brothers. Love the Mulligan Brothers. They yeah. are fantastic. So glad to hear you say that name. Oh, my God. Well, uh, You're playing with them soon? Do you tell them? Tomorrow night Yay. at the Steeple in Mobile is their pre-CD release party. The CD's actually not coming out until June. Yeah, yeah. If you come tomorrow night to the steeple, you get to see all the songs that they've, and uh, Ross Newell said, uh, you know, come see our thing, you know, uh, it's a pre-seated uh, pre release party. We're rehearsing right now, trying to figure out how to perform these songs live. You know, they basically, Ooh, you know, cool. yeah. Is this Ross, the first time out? Basically, you're gonna see the album that no one else can get till June. You're gonna see it live. Tomorrow, all the songs, I don't know if they're doing an order or not, I'm sure they will, but it's going to be, you know, their live interpretations of Ross's brain, you know, of these people's brains. And, uh, and it's at the steeple, um, me and Abe Partridge, you know Abe Partridge? Yeah. Abraham Partridge. Yeah, yeah. 
He's awesome, and me and him are doing like a little mini songwriters round. Uh, the two of us, you know, as the opener, mm-hmm. you know, as people were coming in or whatever, and then uh, probably they'll probably come on at seven o'clock or so, six thirty or something like that. And uh, please, if you don't know who the Freck Mulligan Brothers are, just down say, "Hey Siri, play Calamine by the Mulligan Brothers." Do that. Put some headphones on. And Ross Newell, Craig DeLuca, Ben Leninger, these people are unbelievable. Yes. Do you have a light on? Sure. Oh, we do have lights. Does that help? Ta da. <laughs> uh, Melody Duncan, um, Mulligan Brothers. She's the Mulligan sister. She's fantastic. And um, sings and plays fiddle. And uh, But these guys have been friends of mine forever, and they're not only fantastic musicians, but they're really just good f-ing people, like just good souls that, mm-hmm. you know, Ross and Ben, they're just huggers, you know? Like, I not like hugging people. I like people who, who are, you know, you haven't seen in a while, and they hug you. Maybe I saw you yesterday, I'm still gonna hug you. Mm-hmm. Eric Urban's the same way, you know, he's just, he's just loving, Bye. good, real people that are just, they just emit love and they receive love in, in uh, Anyway, go tomorrow night to the steeple. Um, doors at 6 or 5.30 maybe. I'll probably go on, me and Abe, at 6. And then um, the show probably at 7. It's a Thursday night. All you musicians out there, you know, they did it on a Thursday night for a reason. Y'all come support these guys. I don't even know. It might be sold out. I don't know. But it, nope, it's, not. It, it's not a huge place, you know. They have, it's, it's an old, the steeple's an old, you know, church. And they have, People yeah. can buy tickets at the door. 20 bucks, I'll be selling them. Okay. There you go. Buy tickets at the door if you don't get them from mulliganbrothers.com. Yeah, it might yeah. be themulliganbrothers.com. Throw the the in there just in case. Like Either the way, Almond Brothers Band, the Mulligan Brothers. I think Google the, can help you. It'll yeah, be, yeah. It'll, it'll be okay. You have 75 matches. Yeah, Mulligan Brothers and the Steeple, Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't find it, Tomorrow my phone night. number is on my Facebook yeah, page. Mine Call too. me <laughs> or Harrison and we will help you <laughs> personally. What are you doing tomorrow night? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I am apparently coming to Mobile. What time? <laughs> uh, if I can. I got two gigs, but if I can. Yeah. Too hard. I shouldn't tell you they're open mics. That's a different thing. Oh, that's a, the, I've been comedy watching, open mics. Yeah, comedy those are great, man. I, 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 that's what time's the thing of the steeple? Though? Uh, the steeple is um, it says six to six to ten on the um, event page, but uh, I'm thinking maybe the doors are at six. We'll come on six thirty or something. Me and Abe, mm-hmm. and then the Mulligan Brothers probably around seven or something like that. You know, mm. so get there. Get get if you want to get. I don't think there's no assigned seating. So if you want to get there at five thirty, I know that. Greg told me that they will be there at noon. You know, they're pumped about this. Ooh, this is their Greg. Uh, Greg, I may come see you at noon and see if you can make it to the show. That's an inside joke. Oh. DeLuca? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last time Greg and I got together, it God, was awesome. fun. It was, a, it was a good time. We he's partied hard. Super bad. He's on my album. And uh, uh, my, I recorded my album uh, at Dancing Dog Studios, my first debut album that just came out. You know, this year, yeah, I recorded it at Dancing Art Studios, and Lee Yankee um, produced it, and got all like the best 
you know, Lee was in charge of pulling it. It wasn't like a me and my guitar. It was like, you know, pulled in people. Donna Hall pulled in people like, you know. Philharmonic orchestra. Someone just to do the shaker and shit. Yeah, I mean, he, he really went nuts. So, uh, but Greg was there and Greg does uh, Shiny Church Shoes on the album. And um, he's amazing. But uh, so we keep in touch. And um, But the, the first album was, you know, my album, my debut, I wanted to make it amazing. So we went all out. It was super expensive, even though I had you know, the one of nice, wonderful people who were working with me let me pay them whenever I could, you know. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it was just outrageous. So, if you go to soundcloud.com forward slash Harrison McInnes, you'll see um, I've, I'm working on, it's, it's all old songs. It's all me and my guitar, simple, that I did either through just the SoundCloud press record and do you know mm -hmm. or um i use a an app that i can do and add harmonies and stuff and you know and go back and edit and click and whatever um but if you go to harrison mckinnis or you go soundcloud.com forward slash harrison mckinnis you can go to my playlist and one of them it says greg deluca and it's <laughs> it's all my old songs that are real just they're ballads and they're personal and they're just me and guitar and so my second album i want greg because greg I believe did most of the Mulligan Brothers album. You know, they did it all in house. I think, I don't know, but I think, of course, they had. You know, they're gonna get it mixed and mastered and whatever. Maybe Greg does that too. But pretty sure they did most of it in house, and uh, and it sounds amazing. I luckily got to listen to it uh, last night and to, uh, the night before last night and and um, last night and uh, yeah, I forgot I was going, but. Uh, it's 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 amazing and um, oh I wanted Greg to produce my next album and cool. his little studio just me and my guitar and maybe him on like mallets and with you know yeah. I want maybe a cello something like four <laughs> fucking total people on the whole album you know and like we're talking you know you know maybe twelve hundred bucks you know in and right. out and maybe a week and a half or something you know because all these songs are already written but. Where can people go to buy the album first? Uh, I'm on iTunes. Um, uh, Baldwin County Public Records, which is uh, Jeffrey Zimmer and Suzanne Zimmer, and they um, uh, they helped finish it, cool. my first album. It took forever. It took me four, uh, three and a half years to get you know all the things. And then at the end, I was just like, look, I don't, I'm still owing the, the engineer Andy money. I'm still owing Lee money. And they're still working every, I mean, like not every day, but every other day, whenever Lee would get off work, he would, he had a free moment. He'd go and Andy would give him the key and he'd go and rearrange things and they'd collaborate while I was where I mean, years for my debut album. And then we got to the end. I was like, I just, I don't, I can't do it. I don't, I can't pay you anymore. I can't, I can't finish this. You know, I don't know what to do. And a Jeffrey Zimmer from Baldwin County Public Records reached out to me, he was like, look, dude, what is it, what is it gonna take? You know, basically, he fin he finished it. He financed it and finished it and said, you know, who, how much do you owe Andy? How much do you owe Lee? How much more do you need for, you know, let's get this fucking thing out. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. And he did, and we did, and it's, yeah. and it's, it's, it's my, not only my de debut album, it's like my swan, it's my, you know, what all this yeah. has been leading you up to. You that. With their help, it was a gangbang. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, lot of genes. Uh, yeah, lot, yeah. A lot of DNA flowing so around that yes, yes, Yeah, cesspool of awesomeness. <laughs> but um, yeah, but but so you're on SoundCloud. Yes. I'm on SoundCloud. You're on SoundCloud. T 
truth, truth, love, and peace. TLP, truth, yes. love, and peace. Truth, love, and peace. I'm on there as Harrison McInnes, and or maybe Harrison MCI. I think SoundCloud at one point got weird, and I couldn't do the full thing. It, yeah, it might be just be Harrison MCI. Anyway, um, if you can't figure it out, call me. With numbers on them. <laughs> I'll walk you through it. I'll walk you through it. But, uh, and then look at, for playlists, and you'll see um, one that's called Greg DeLuca. And please listen to it from beginning to end. Tell me what you think. I'm hearing just some uh, very little production value. You know, just me and a microphone and a guitar. Mm-hmm. Maybe some other slight percussions or whatever Greg wants to do, you know. But it's going to be like boiled down and, you know, yeah, wrung out fun. to where the pure... You know, Greg's like a that. microphone freak. Yeah. You know that, right? Greg, I mean, his whatever. He would he, not be happy with what we're doing right here. I, well, I listen, man. <laughs> you and Ryan's thing, your Ryan's podcast is is like how to turn my speaker down. It was so good. It was like full, and you know. So yeah, but he'd probably be impressed. But uh, he, I mean, he's got some stuff that he found. You know, that's an amazing mic and then he sends it off to over here to get tweaked you know like in, in Germany or something and like he's got the, <laughs> I mean he's, he's kind of OCD like he's got the best drums and everything is you know but he's so good he, like, well he's, he's a so brilliant good. drummer yeah. Yeah, and fantastic when human being when you spend being. that much time thinking about it yeah. why he wouldn't is, you absolutely man and he's, he's he is a fantastic human being right. he is a fantastic human being and you know drummers I, I can't I can play. If you give me three hours, I can learn saxophone. I can learn anything. Mm-hmm. I cannot play the fucking drums yes, like Greg. Can. Like Greg. Look, I mean, you know, I can I go. Have disappointed <laughs> ex-lovers. No one's paying me to bang anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's to be able to do what he does and what Winter Baines. God damn, Winter Baines. Yeah. Dude, he's on the album. Um, oh yeah, I know. What they can do. If that's what I would, if I could trade my gift of, of music and, you know, my guitar playing or singing or whatever I have, if I could trade anything, I would love just, I mean, they're basically yeah. just dancing back there the whole time. They're just, you know, oh, yeah. they're the root of all of it. It's all the beat and, um, yeah, they have different brains than everyone else, I think. I can't, I've tried, I can't do it. It's my amazing. left hand is just and it's about and, I, and I've done it a few times and some of it's even on like someone like recorded me like because my buddy's got a drum set and every now and then you know I'll just kind of fuck around and I'm I suck at it but one night like I kind of figured it out you know and it's about kind of stop thinking about it mm-hmm. and feel it you know you know it's supposed to be you know and you can't like mm, and this goes here and this goes here and the foot's doing that you have to just kind of can't think that you kind of have to just kind of dance and kind of loosen up and then it goes and you're like oh and then, then you lose it once you think about it you know but these guys like greg can tune into that wavelength that that metronome mm-hmm. of the universe and just rock it you know that's the shit, man phenomenal i mean i'd love to play guitar like lee yankee i'd love to be able to you know Seeing like, you know, I, I would love to play drums. I would, that would be the shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be happy as hell, you know? It's piano for me, drums for you. Oh, piano yeah, well, me. yeah. That's, uh, so I'm right there with you. I can I can empathize. I, I want that one very, 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 very badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, plugs aside, man, we, we, have, uh, we have been at this for nearly an hour and a half. <laughs> I've already got to pee again. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, we could, I can keep going all night long. Is there anything you want to dig down into that, that could take, take us to three hours or, 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, I think I mean, have we've we missed, gone have we missed from, anything? Fun? I think we've got oh owls, owls, Ooh. birds of prey. You've got birds of prey. Ooh. There is an owl who sometimes responds to me, and we'll talk. Does that do it? Does the we have owls here? If I could get this owl to come and sit right here, you just spend the night, and we can just do an overnight thing with the owl and. That owl in the moth. right here this morning. Yeah, yeah. He uh, came I came to eat Mothly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he's here. But yeah, I came out this morning and I, and you know, just to whenever, you know, they were getting ready and I came in and I just saw, and it's <sighs> like, they're just huge. They're huge, dude. And he was, he's, I think he was sitting right there and he went, woof. And he ended up sitting on a limb right over there. And, and we, I was like, Bailey, oh my God. And she came out, cause we've I've talked to him. I've been in the front yard going, He'll respond. We saw him this morning, and he sat there on that limb, and I was just like, "Man, that's the coolest animal ever." If you could have a pet owl, you know, it's cooler than I'd go to Hogwarts. I'd be worth it. I'm pretty sure sure that's what that entire movie is about: is the owl fetish. Yes, and I'm digging it. It's a bird of prey, but it's like it's also peaceful and like wise and. We had a picture of an owl. There's an artist who's, my father is going to just laugh at me for not remembering this guy's name, um, paints birds mm-hmm. and did a whole Birds of Prey series. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a snowy owl. Mm-hmm. We had this thing, it was like four feet tall painting on our wall. And it was painted in the way that it watches you. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. In my living room, growing up as a child, an owl that's large enough to abscond with a human. (laughs) Yeah, and here we are. No big deal. To this day, love owls. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, sometimes the dogs, he doesn't like the frogs. Whenever you hear, because we have a a, a creek that goes back through there, the Tiawassee Creek or whatever. Uh And... uh, Whenever you he- you'll either hear just and there's a couple of them and then woo, 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 and they talk to each other. You either hear the owls or you hear the the frogs. And I guess right now we got the frogs. For some reason I guess they don't. You know they probably eat. One of them eats the other one. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the owls are quiet because they're hunting frogs. I don't know, but you never hear them both at the same time. And tonight we got a frog night. But sometimes it, I mean he'll go. He's never actually come and sat right here, but I'm working on it. Good. Well, how do you, you know, if you want a raccoon to come up, which they do also, we've got lots of raccoons, and they come and get in our um, recycling and mm-hmm. stretching out, but, you know, if you want a raccoon to come, you just put a little thing of cat food here. Right, here you right. got you got a thousand pet raccoons. Mm-hmm. How do you get an owl, like, you, they put a dead mouse or No, something? no, no, it's a Tootsie Pop. You never saw the commercial? <laughs> <laughs> and... Thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks for joining us. Ladles and Jelly Spoons. Next time we're here at Harrison's and Bailey's house, uh, they will both be McInnes's, and uh, we right. will be owl, owl watching. So <laughs> thanks for joining us. Later, Facebook. We'll say bye to y'all first. <laughs> and then bye, YouTube. You're about to go off anyway. Thanks. And for those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for joining awesome. us. Awesome. Truth, love, and peace.